hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble, while others don't. There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers, which I wish would go away. Oh, oh. You're not a voice. You're just a ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't, and spoken for, I fear. Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls. I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm blocking out your calls. I've had my adventure, I don't need something new. I am afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into the That was, that was pretty good, guys. That, that was pretty good. Uh, I especially think the fellas really let out on that. I was very impressed. Uh, hey, uh, my name's Nick. If we haven't met, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, don't think it's an accident that you're here. I actually think that God brought you here. And if, even if you come here all the time, I still think that God brought you here and has something specifically for you tonight. And uh, here's a question that I have for you. How open are you to the unknown? Elsa uh, in Frozen 2, which let's, let's just get this out of the way. Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? If you're a one person, let me hear you. Frozen 2 is better? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of personally favor Frozen 1, but Frozen 2 is pretty good. It's still, they're both good, okay? They're both good. All right. Elsa, she's getting, the, she's having, well, honestly, a supernatural experience, and, and this, of course, is a movie, and the, the experience that she's having isn't necessarily things that you see in the Bible, but what she's experiencing is this supernatural calling, and she's not really open to it. She's not really open to the, the idea of, of okay, uh, there's this siren call, and it's calling me into what I'm meant for, and I don't really know anything about it. And so it's scary. And so it, it, it feels unnatural and unfamiliar. And I wonder for you, I wonder for you, how open are you to the unknown? Because how open you are to the unknown, well, it, it changes what you get to experience in life. And one of the things that none of us know everything about is God. How open are you to the supernatural. Is that natural for you to be in the supernatural? To be in God's presence? Or does that feel a little unnatural, a little different? Or maybe, maybe for you, you've heard people talk about like, how do you, you know, like feel God? You know, you like worship him and you just like feel all these warm tinglys or something. Like what, what, it, what are you talking about? Is that just your emotions getting all riled up? Is like, what, what is all of this God stuff? And that's what we're talking about in this series that we're doing in the month of November called Naturally Supernatural. And during this time, I, I want to make sure that you know, that you know exactly how you can encounter your creator. That 
it would become a little more natural for you to hang out with the supernatural. For you to experience with your five senses more than what meets the eye. And so that's what we're doing in the series. Again, it's called Naturally Supernatural. So turn to your neighbor and say, are you a natural? Are you a natural? Are you naturally supernatural? Okay, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Some of, you, some of you, actually I think all of you, you should all have this little piece of paper, okay? Now here's the deal. If you write, write down, I'm going to give you the answers. There's just like little blanks that you can fill in. I'm going to give the answers, all right? And you can just fill it in. When you get to small group, write your name on it. They're going to do a little drawing and then you like get a prize for like, like learning something, all right? Here you go. So it's actually really easy to encounter God. I know it might sound weird, and maybe you're here and you're like, I don't even know if I believe in God. That's okay. You can encounter him before you actually know whether or not you think he exists. In fact, encountering him is one of the best ways to not just make... We, there's lots of logical reasons to believe in God, but until you actually experience God, you're probably not going to be convinced. But when you experience... And some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've experienced the Holy Spirit of God. And when you did, it changed something inside of you. Doesn't mean that you became perfect. In fact, there, I mean, you like, you went to that retreat or you went uh, on, you had that like worship night or you had like whatever it was that you went to or whatever experience that you might've had. And then, then you went back to your regular life and then it's almost like you kind of forgot about it. And then later you realize like, oh, I kind of missed that. How do I get that back? And we're gonna talk about that too. Because it's actually not that hard. Here's the first thing. You can go ahead and write this down. If you want to encounter God himself, your creator, it's very easy. And I hope this doesn't insult your intelligence. But here's one of the ways. The first thing is you need to do regularly what people who experience God regularly do regularly. You catch that? If you want to actually experience your creator Look at what other people who are experiencing their creator regularly do and try out what they do. Now, you already understand this because like some of you, you're like, man, why am I not jacked? Ugh. And it's like, do you even lift, bro? And you're like, well, no, I don't go to the gym. Well, of course you're not jacked. You don't even lift, bro, okay? For some of you, you're like, oh no. Why are my grades so bad? Well, do you even study, bro? <laughs> Some of you are like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes. I can't help you with that one. I can't even help you. But some of you, you're like, no. And my grades are bad. It's like, well, that kind of makes sense. Right? It kind of makes sense. Some of you, you're like, how come I don't have any friends? Are you a good friend? Do you actually talk to people? Do you text them back? Because if you don't, you might not have a lot of people around you. Some of you, okay, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. I'm just going to pick on the guys because I don't like including the girls on that because I just don't like that. Uh, so some of the fellows are here and they're like, how come I don't have a girlfriend? Are you boyfriend material yet? And all the girls said, no. maybe, maybe no. You don't have to say no for all of them collectively, okay? Some of them are, are, some of them are really great guys, 
All right? Okay. But here's the deal. If you want to become boyfriend material or friendship material or you want to get jacked or you want to, you want to be healthy or you want to have great grades, do you know what you do? I'm sorry. I'm just kind of waiting for all the talking to, to stop. What do you do if you want that to happen in your life? It's very easy. You do regularly what people who ex- exercise, they're jacked, they do that regularly. Well, what about in your spiritual life? If you want to experience God, you got to do what they do. Well, what are some things that people do? Here's some ideas. Maybe write down the ones that stick out to you. You could read the Bible. Okay, that, that's a good one. Uh, you could hear God's word. You're doing that right now. Congratulations, you're, you're doing that. You could pray. You could go to worship. You could serve others. When you get baptized, you know, the Bible says that you actually encounter God himself. He promises to meet you in the waters of baptism. Last week, we did communion here at Ignition. Was that last week? Maybe two weeks ago? I can't remember when it was. We did communion a little bit ago. And when you do communion, when you receive the body and blood of Jesus, did you know that you are actually encountering his grace and his presence, he shows up. Now, if you want, you can just go through a ritual. It'll just be a ritual. And sometimes traditions and rituals can be a way that you encounter God. If they actually mean something, if they actually have, have not just a rote movement or routine to it, but something that means something to your heart. You can encounter God in relationships. Did you know every single person, whether they believe in God or not, they're made in the image of God. And that means that they reflect a little bit, even, even though that they have all sorts of things wrong with them. Every single person in your life, every human being, reflects some bit of what God is like. Do you know that you can encounter God in silence? The Bible says that he speaks in a still, small voice. Have you ever just been in nature and you've just been like, wow, wow. This is incredible. And, and you could almost, it was just like you could almost feel his presence. That there was something different than just like, I'm in a bunch of trees or there's a mountain. It, it, there was something inspiring, which by the way means inspirited. Art. How about this one? Logic. God wrote it. You can encounter God in it. Hard times. Well, that's probably one of the most common ones. And, and here, let me just be straight with you. If you don't want to engage in any of these, the, probably the way that you're going to encounter God is through hard times. It's probably going to be through hard times. You could encounter God before the hard times. And just because you encounter God in other ways doesn't mean you don't go through hard times. But you don't really get to choose when life goes bad. But you do get to choose who you turn to when it does. Of course, there's the coincidences in life, and I put that in quotations because coincidence, like, like there are things that happen in our world that God does not say, that is good, and I want that to happen. There's things that God says, that's bad, that's not the way it should be, and when everything is put right in the kingdom of heaven, there'll be no more of that. But there's lots of times where there's all sorts of things just like, oh, well, that's just a coincidence, and that's a coincidence, and that's a coincidence. Really? Is it a coincidence? Is it an accident that you're here? Really? You really think that God isn't working in your life? 
doesn't have something to do for you. For some of you, like you have dreams and visions that you just can't get out of your head. Maybe you're like Elsa and it's ah! And if you like that voice, thank you. Uh, and so like you have all of these like things that they come up for you and they just kind of stick. You're like, what does that mean? And this list could go on and on and on. But here's the thing. Some of you are like, well, I've never encountered God. Do you do any of that? You do some of it because you're here. But if you want to encounter God, do a little more of that. Make that regular, not just occasional. Make it regular. You know the person that's like, I'm going to get jacked. And so they go to the gym twice. They're like, wasn't the kind of music I liked at the gym. It's like, what? Put your own headphones in, man. Like, do you even lift, bro? All right? Some of you, you just got to start lifting. Some of you, you just got to get your reps in. Some, when you do that, you're going to start to experience God. In fact, this is what the Bible says. Let's, let's just go to this verse before we go to the second one. We'll go to this first one here. It says, anyone, which includes you, anyone who wants, everybody say wants. wants. Say it like you want to. Wants. wants. Scale of one to ten. How much do you really want to encounter God? I don't want you to say it out loud. I just want you to actually think of it in your mind. Scale of one to ten. How much do you actually want to? Because if it is... If it's low, you won't. You just won't. God's not pushy. God's a gentleman. He's kind and gentle. And anyone who wants to come to him, really just got to believe that he exists, that he's actually there. And that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Here's another question. Scale of 1 to 10. How sincerely have you been seeking him? Scale of 1 to 10. Just, just see, let's, let's get right to it. Okay, I'm going to get in your business. Okay, you ready? Scale of 1 to 10. When you're sitting in these chairs, how sincerely are you seeking him? For some of you, it's a 10. For some of you, it's, it's much lower. And there's days for me where I'm really high on that, that caliber or where there's days where I'm lower because I'm just distracted or I just got things going on or there's things on my mind or, or, you know, like I'm here all of the Wednesdays, you know. I plan them. It's like my whole, I have people that ask me from time to time, so what do you do for your real job? It's like, this is my real job. It's a full-time job. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of you and there's a lot to do. And anyone who wants to experience God, you could work at a church even and do all of the things. The scale of one to 10, how sincerely, from your heart, how sincerely are you seeking him? Let, let's skip to number two because if you don't have number two, number one doesn't matter. So let's just skip that slide to, to number two. First, first thing you do is you need to do what those that experience God regularly do, regularly. Next thing you need to do is you need to open your heart. You need to open your heart. Here's a question. If someone you really, 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 really like calls you, and you're like, oh, they called me. And you're like so excited. Uh, this is like a sign that I am old because I did this. Uh, you know, you guys don't do this. You, you do this, right? Like that's just what you do. Do you do this? Do you do that? Okay, all right. Someone told me you're old because you're, you're not holding it like an, anyway. So if someone calls you and you have like no bars, 
but you really, really, really want to talk to him, what do you do? What do you do? What? I can't hear it. Wi-Fi. You, you turn on your Wi-Fi. Oh, no, now there's no Wi-Fi. What do you do? Oh, the call drops. What do you do? You go outside. Even if it's freezing cold, you'll go, you'll go out in the rain. And they'll say, is there a flood in your house? You're like, no, not in my house. Okay? You, you would do whatever. You would, you would move from where you are to another place so that the signal could connect. You might even turn your phone off and on and call them back. You would try again. Here's the thing. Your heart, it's a lot like your phone. Is, if you have had some time away from God or there's some things that are getting in between you and God, maybe it's just time to get the barriers out of the way so you can connect. Maybe it's just time to, to remove some of those things so that your heart can be open to receive him. Because if it's not open, it doesn't matter what you do. If your heart's not open, it doesn't matter if you come here. If your heart's not open, you'll miss him. So I want to give you three things, three things, very, very quickly. We're going to just go through these three things. And these are things that came right from um, something that, that God said through the prophet Ezekiel to the people of Israel hundreds and hundreds of years ago, or thousands of years ago now, hundreds of years before Jesus walked the earth. God spoke through the prophet Ezekiel because they, well, they had some distance between them and God. They weren't experiencing God anymore. Things were not going well for them. And they weren't super comfortable with venturing into the unknown to see what God would have for them next. And so the first thing that God says is he says, you know what? I'm going to cleanse you of all the things that separate you from me. I'm going to forgive your sins. And so here's what I want you to write down. I want you to write down, like, our role in that is simply to ask him, to ask for forgiveness. So go, go ahead and write that one down. Ask for forgiveness. If you want to open your heart and experience God, try asking for forgiveness. Here's the deal. Every day, every single day, all of us do things that separate us from God and other people to put space between us. And our sins, they're between us. But Jesus died so that they wouldn't be between us. So I want you to know that God wants to forgive you. You're like, nah, do you know what I did? I don't know what you did. But I know he wants to forgive you. Look at what he says to the people of Israel. This is him saying it to you too. Look at this in Ezekiel 36. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. That's like an imagery of baptism, like being, being washed clean in the waters of baptism. Your filth, that, let's just be honest. Okay, raise your hand if you have something that it'd be nice if God just like washed that from your conscience so that you were just, go ahead, I'm raising my hand, go ahead and raise your hand. Do you know what the Bible says? If you think that you don't have any sin, the only person you're tricking is you. But if you confess your sins, God is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so God, he wants to cleanse you from all the things that you're like, this, oh, I don't want this to be me. 
Why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep turning to that? What, why do I do that? So here's my question. What do, you, what do you treat as more important than God? What gets more of your attention and your love and your affection than God? That's an idol. And it'll never fill you up like experiencing God will. What are the things that you, you've done that it's kind of hard to talk about? You don't even like to think about it. He wants to cleanse you from that. He wants you to be free from that. But you've got to get honest with him about that. So the first thing we do is we ask for forgiveness. The second thing we do is ask for a new heart. A new heart. Go ahead and write that down. Ask for a new heart. The truth is, the reason many of us aren't experiencing God in the way that maybe we hoped to or that we did at one time is because our heart has just grown cold to him. We kind of stopped listening to him. We started to ignore him. And it's hardened our heart. And if you want, you can try to like make your heart all tender to God and like, I will open my heart really good, God. But God looks at our heart and he, he says, how about this? Instead of you trying to fake it till you make it, how about we do a little heart transplant? And I'm going to take the stone of your heart and I'm going to replace it with a new heart. And some of you are like, wait, you're talking like actual surgery? No, this is a metaphor, okay? Like we're talking about your inner being, who you are at your core. God wants to meet you there. He wants to fill you there. And the truth is that your heart, your heart, it, is, it finds its deepest fulfillment in God. And until you connect your heart with your God, you're going to be missing that. And you're going to try to fill it up with all sorts of other things, and it's just going to make your heart harder and harder and harder and harder. And sometimes even religious people use religion to fill their heart up, but they miss out on God. But it makes their heart harder and harder and harder. And he has a new heart for you. This is what he says uh, in, in the next part of the verse in Ezekiel. Let's go to that screen. It says, and I will give you, I, you don't fake it until you make it. God is going to do a little transplant here. I will give you a new heart and I will put in you a new spirit. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. Your heart's stony and stubborn. It's time for a new one. The reason why it doesn't feel important to you it's because you just need a new heart. And all you got to do is ask for one. He's ready to give you one that's tender and responsive. How does it feel when you text your friends and they leave you on red? Ouch, right? It's like, don't you want to respond? And in our relationship with God, he doesn't need us to respond so that he can be Okay. He wants us to respond so that we can experience the goodness of his love because our hearts are made for God and they find their deepest fulfillment and longing in him and him alone. And here's the third one. So first we, we talked about you got to ask for forgiveness. You, 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 that's, that's one way that you can open your heart to experience God. You got to ask for that new heart for him to just give you a fresh start there. But here's, here's the other thing. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. Did you know that Jesus 
Before he died, he told the disciples, hey, I'm going to go away, and I know you're going to be really sad about it, but actually, this is better for you. Because the Holy Spirit of God, the very presence of God, the same power, the same love that's with me will be in you. So here, here's something I want, want you to try. In fact, let's look at the Bible and then, then I'll tell you what I want you to try. And so let's go to the last part of the verse. And I will put my spirit in you. Do you know what the spirit of God is? It's God. And it's the love that's shared between the Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, the Son. And this love, it's a person. Did you know that the Bible says God is love? And he will fill your heart with his love. And then all of a sudden, all those rules and things that you didn't like want to do, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that, I want to do that. That gives me life. Because here's the bottom line. Here's the big idea and the thing that I want you to remember and never, ever, ever forget. Your heart, your heart was made for God. And the reason why some of you feel so lost or you feel so empty is because you've forgotten what your heart is for. It's made for God. So go ahead and write that down. I want you to remember this forever. Your heart was made for God. Are you opening it to him? Are you doing the things that people that experience God do? And are you doing it regularly? If not, well, it's kind of no wonder, right? And has your heart maybe grown a little hard? Just being really transparent. My heart has grown pretty hard towards God in the last couple months. And I'm really glad I had to write this message. This was on the schedule way before I knew that I just personally would like kind of be like, I don't want to do that, God. Or like, God, how come I'm reading this Bible? It doesn't feel good. Like, here's this hopeful thing that I'm reading. And it's, this is such good news. This is such wise advice. This, is, this, is, this should be life-changing, but this feels like nothing. What's the deal? And I started writing this, and, and I saw this verse. I'm like, okay, I should tell him to ask for forgiveness. And then I, I, I felt like God, because it always starts with God, where he says, up. Ah, and very gently, he says, why don't you make a little room for you to ask for forgiveness, Nick? So I did. Oh. I didn't know how much I needed that. Why don't you make a little room for you to ask for a new heart? And so, so I did. Why don't you make a little room for you, Nick, to... Invite the Holy Spirit anew and refresh. Anew and afresh in your heart. So I did. I got my journal out. I like started writing this prayer and I wrote and I wrote and uh, it was kind of like old times with God. Something that I, ne I needed. I didn't even know that I needed it. And I, I just wonder, maybe you're here tonight and you need that too. And so this is God's word. Your heart was made for God. What we're going to do is during this song, um, on the bottom of your 
your sheet where you've been taking notes, there's a part that says prayer requests. And I want you, you can write, you can write whatever you want prayed for on there. But I really want to recommend, try writing like what you need forgiveness for. Or if you're not comfortable writing that near a friend, like just like write a little symbol or, or something or draw a little something that like only you and God know that. Or write down the thing that you're, you're like, I need a new heart. God, I've been really cold towards you because of this. Write that down. Write down, I want the Holy Spirit. Write down what you want prayed for for you. And our, our team, we're going to pray for those. But during this song, you just get up once you're ready and you just rip that right off. Keep your, your notes, but rip that part off. Just drop it in this bucket. You can put your pen here. And when, if you want, you can stay and you can keep singing the song. If you're ready, you can go to your group. And during that time, I want you to talk about what's experiencing God like for you. How open is your heart? Because your heart, my heart, well, was made for God. So Jacob, come on out here with the band. We're going to sing this song. It's called Make Room. Make Room. And that's exactly what we're going to do during this time is we're going to make room for God in our life and in our heart. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.